Welcome to the Patrick Henry Podcast, where we try to look beneath the waves of today's headlines and look at what actually is going on in the sea and the political world that we live in. Because if you don't get by the headlines today, be the issue the Wuhan spread of the virus, probably through a Chinese lab, although debunked by the mainstream media, which got this wrong for 18 months. Uh, this is the kind of thing going on more and more, that beneath the seas an awful lot is happening and we need to find out what's going on if we're going to be responsible voters in a Republican society. As Jefferson said, the only way our citizens can vote responsibly is to know what's going on, which is why a free press has to do its job. Ours has not, palpably which is why right now the free press are below rankings in terms of popularity of Satan. Um, they're languishing at about 22, 23% in Gallup's poll of respected institutions. And they never stop to wonder why so many people, 77%, simply believe that they're lying. Well, today we're going to tell another story that explains why people think they're lying. And it involves uh, Hillary Clinton uh, becoming the very thing she despises. Rather than Donald Trump colluding with the Russians over what went on in the election, you can argue that Hillary Clinton used the Russians as a straw man to collude with the Obama administration in hounding and gravely wounding the Trump administration coming in. The Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, knew no bounds. And I can say this firsthand. In, in the immediate precursor to the election when Trump won, in 2016 and immediately afterwards, I went to a series of events where when the Democrats talked about their differences about Trump, they sounded unhinged. Again, Trump derangement syndrome reign. And largely this was because Trump's victory offended their very sense of how the world worked. It wasn't that Trump just won and they didn't like him. It's that he was an existential threat to the way they were, looked at the world, because if they could be wrong about Trump, about Brexit, about Afghanistan, about Iraq, at all, maybe their view of the world was indeed flawed, and Trump was the greatest challenge to this comfortable worldview that Democrats ought to, by right, run the world. Their sense of entitlement was offended. And let me say, I'm no friend of Donald Trump. I think that's precisely why I'm the guy to talk about this. I didn't vote for him either time. I think the January 6th riots were inevitable given Trump's personality his narcissism, that he's the only president ever to contest an election result. A, to put it mildly, he's a poor loser in, in an infantile way. This was always on the cards that Trump, as Heraclitus said, character is destiny, and Trump's character was always going to lead to this horrendous destiny. Um, I think he's a danger to the Republican Party and a danger to the Republic, and I've made that very clear. But that doesn't let the Democrats off the hook for sinking to a level below his. Trump derangement syndrome doesn't mean because he's a bad and unstable man, they get to be bad and unstable men and women. And indeed, that's what happened. I begged them at this time, every Democrat I could meet, be better than him, do better than him, show morality, show decency for the country. And of course, they sunk to the bottom. It was a race into nihilism. And now this is coming out with a Durham investigation. The John Durham has been set the task of going through and seeing, investigating the investigators. Why did we spend years of Trump's presidency investigating him for a crime he did not commit, colluding with the Russians? How did this go about happening? 
And who's to blame for this? Because again, we must, I have this revolutionary view, we must hold people accountable for their actions if we're, if we're to retain any form of Republican government. Well, it turns out the Durham investigation has realized that the primary source of the Steele dossier, the dossier that set and trained the FBI's investigation of Donald Trump and indirectly the calling of Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller to investigate Trump for years of his presidency, crippling that enterprise. The primary source of the Steele dossier, the root of all this evil, has been charged by Durham with lying to the FBI about the Steele dossier. Now let's think about this for a minute. Igor Dovchenko, who worked at the Brookings Institution, he was not in Russia. Instead, he was a hack for the Brookings Institution, which I well, well remember sparring with during my time in Washington when I was with Heritage. It's called a center-left organization, but frankly, those of us not on the left would call it a left-wing organization. This is where the Democrats get their pool of talent for manning the foreign policy apparatus when they come to power. It is firmly on the left. It firmly has a bias. And Davchenko made it clear to everyone at the time that he was willing to peddle information about Donald Trump, much of it now we know spurious, much of it tat tittle-tattle and hearsay, for the chance to get a job down the road with the Democratic Party and the new administration, assuming that they won. And so he was willing to do opposition research, whether it was true or not, and give it to the Clinton people, who were all too willing to use it. The Steele dossier itself was a Hillary Clinton operation beginning to end, which is why the title of this podcast is All of Hillary's Men, because this is a Nixonian dirty trick. This is everything Hillary purports to despise, but indeed is. This is worse than what Nixon did in a number of ways. Again, if the Republicans had done what Hillary did, the mainstream media would be sure that we would never hear the end of it. I can see the Hollywood movie starring A-listers, probably Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, bravely defending the Constitution from the nefarious designs of people who used a spurious document that they paid for and filled with information to give to a credulous FBI that then investigates their enemy, paralyzing his presidency. And that rights need wronging here. I can see the ringing headlines in the New York Times and the Washington Post. The only problem with what I'm saying is it's the Democrats who perpetrated this crime. And so what do you see in the mainstream media? Crickets. Nothing. If the, this had been in reverse, do the thought experiment. If Republicans had did to the Democrats what the Democrats did to the Republicans, we simply would never hear the end of it. There would be books. There would be movies. This would be ongoing. But as it is, the Democrats are saying, well, that was a long time ago. Let's not worry about it. When what it was was the greatest political dirty trick since Watergate. And we must not let the Clintonistas get away with it. Durham has said that the Steele dossier upon which the Russia collusion investigations were based is fatally flawed because its largest source has been charged with lying about the document to the FBI. How did the Steele dossier come into effect in the first place? Well, again, in devious Clintonian fashion, not in a straightforward way. The Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee 
paid Parker Coys, their law firm, to go out and get Fusion GPS to do opposition research on Donald Trump. Fusion GPS, this is all for plausible deniability. They're steps away from what went on. So we have the Democratic Party and the Clinton, the Clinton campaign hiring a law firm to hire an, a group that does op research, Fusion GPS, which hired Mr. Steele, former washed-up British spy who hated Donald Trump and made this clear to everyone who would talk to him for more than two or three seconds, hired him to find out the dirt about Donald Trump, trying to catch him out in collusion with the Russians. So spoon-fed lies um, were given to Mr. Davchenko by Charles Dolan. He said his source, the main source of, of the dossier, his source, or one of them, was Charles Dolan, who was a longtime, you guessed it, Clinton hack, and as a man who does have ties through his um, public relations firm to the Russian government, which they represented. Now let's think about this for a minute, rationally. So, the Steele dossier, which is bought and paid for by the Clinton team, uses a Clinton ISTA to come up with spoon-fed lies and then use another Clinton hack who does have ties to the Russian government to, again, spread other lies and tattletale to set up a dossier which they pay for, fill with information, sell to the FBI, who either stupidly or criminally, and it's up to you to decide, I don't think that's clear, but certainly with breathtaking incompetence, swallowed this whole sent this off to the FISA court, which then began investigating with the dossier as the straw man, the Trump team. This went on to the point that special counsel Robert Mueller was called for and his office, stacked with Democratic hacks, spent years tormenting the Trump administration over a dossier Clinton herself had paid for and filled with lies from Clinton hacks. It's incredible. It's incredible. This isn't the major story of the year. And indeed, if the roles were reversed, I guarantee you it would be. This is corruption in plain sight. And this is what the Durham investigation has unearthed, that the Trump administration, and you know, I was in Washington in a time of scandal, and all you do is fill out in discovery endless forms, have to go to lawyers, have to be ready to testify. You're not governing the country. You're in full defense mode. And so the Trump administration, narcissistic, erratic as it is, was grossly unfairly targeted by the Clinton people who couldn't accept defeat gracefully, much in the way, ironically, that Donald Trump cannot accept defeat. And this becomes dangerous in a republic when no one can accept that they lose fairly and squarely and instead tries to destroy the other side, either through riots like Trump or through Clinton setting up a whole fake system and using the deep state of the United States, her contacts with the FBI, the CIA, her contacts with the media, which spread this stuff like poison through the system. And it turns out it wasn't Trump colluding with the Russians. It was Hillary colluding with her own people to make this charge to absolutely handicap the Trump administration for two or three years this went on two or three years of a four-year presidency, we spend every night talking about this when in reality we now know that the Steele dossier was bought and paid for by the Clinton team, 
spoon-fed with lies from Charles Dolan to Igor Davchenko, tattletale, and stuff that isn't substantiated. This was sent to the credulous or criminal elements of the FBI, and we already know people like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, to put it mildly, were far from neutral, hated Trump, wanted to destroy him. By the way, people in power doing this and investigating him, who hate him, who have this strong political view, shouldn't be investigating him. Is this really so difficult? Washington is staffed with people with master's degrees and PhDs who don't seem to understand common sense and propriety. You don't give this investigation to someone who hates the person you're investigating. Why is this so hard to understand? This really shouldn't be. But now Durham, moving at a glacial pace admittedly, is slowly but surely inching upward from the small fish. And Devchenko is a small fish. You then try to turn him and move up the chain to the Clinton team. How far did this go? Well, I think it's pretty clear that if they bought and paid for the Steele dossier, the Clinton team at the highest level bought into this and perpetrated it because the dossier was filled directly with innuendo, lies, obfuscations that came from Clinton party hacks, Charles Dolan and Igor Dovchenko. And this is extraordinary. This isn't on the front page of the Washington Post for several years, as was Watergate. This is extraordinary that this went on. And Durham, in his slow, methodical, painstaking way, is beginning to move up the chain as to who is culpable. Why in the world would the Clinton people do this? Uh, the dirty tr secret is that they're just as Nixonian as the Nixon that they hated in their youth. They have become, in a Greek tragedy, everything they despise. They made their spurs saying, we are going to do better in politics. We are going to infuse a new sense of decency in politics. We are not going to be Nixonian. We are going to be moral and ethical and better than that. And Hillary went from being a prosecutor, a lawyer working on the, for the Select Committee on Investigations on Watergate in her youth, to becoming Richard Nixon herself. And this is worse than anything that has gone on since Watergate easily. Again, the Steele dossier, its primary source, has been charged with lying to the FBI. The whole thing was a fabrication, a political hit designed to destroy the Trump administration from its inception that was paid for by the Clinton people and they hid the levels of payment. Why in the world wouldn't you admit that you came up with a dossier and for 18 months Clinton had pretended she had nothing to do with this until it was so obvious that she had to come clean? Why would you be unprepared to admit that you came up with a dossier if you didn't know that at some level what you were doing is immoral and you didn't want people to know what you were doing? Again, it's important to have our super secret power, the superhero power of all superhero powers, logic, when we discuss these things. So she hid her involvement. Then the involvement became plain. They paid for a dossier with Devchenko, who wanted to join the Clinton administration, being spoon-fed lies by Charles Dolan, longtime Clinton hack, whose PR firm did work with the Russians. If you want a note of collusion, it's Charles Dolan who links the Russians to what's going on here, not the Republicans. So a Clinton hack feeds information to a Clinton hack who hide involvement for their payment, who give the dossier to the media, the FBI, the CIA, 
Anybody who asks for it forces it on it. Steele refuses even today to admit the dossier in its unsubstantiated way might be wrong. Again, there's no, the greatest, I'm offended he has no shame. I'm offended that we live in a world where people refuse to admit they're wrong when they obviously are. And ABC is still running stories. Well, part of it's right, part of it's wrong. That's not good enough. That's not what Woodward and Bernstein would have done. We have to treat everyone equally if we're to save our Republican government. That's even people you don't like at all and despise. And yet the Democrats sunk to a level below Trump with their TDS, their Trump derangement syndrome. They just couldn't accept that a man like that could beat the sainted Clintons. And so instead, they perpetrated Nixonian dirty tricks that John Durham is now revealing. And although this makes the Washington this doesn't make the Washington Post, it's in the Washington Times, it's in the Wall Street Journal, and the media are having to come to grips with they absolutely miss the story. There is so much blame to go around as Durham quietly and relentlessly follows this through. First of all, why did the media not check the sources on the Steele dossier? It's because they liked the outcome. Let's be clear, they were utterly biased. How many, how many people in the mainstream media have ever voted Republican? Something I said at the BBC, but applies equally to the American press. I'd have a lot more time for you guys if just once one of you had voted for a Republican. You act like you're neutral when you're all Democrats. You're all Wilsonians. And I said, look, I voted for Democrats before. Have you voted for Republicans? How unbiased are you? Don't give me this Olympian answer because you're far from Olympian and that you didn't deign to question the Steele dossier at the root of Trump's two years worth of political difficulty because you liked that he was in difficulty. So better not to check up on it, not do your job, not actually be journalists. Why did the FBI not check this out? Page and Strzok and all the rest of them, Comey et al., because they didn't much like Donald Trump. They didn't like the fact of the way he was treating the Bureau, and so they let this go. Certainly, if you're an FBI agent, and I've met many fine ones through the years who I've worked with, you should have a shred of intellectual curiosity about this issue, but nothing. So the mainstream media were asleep. The FBI, at best, was asleep. At worst, there's criminality here, but at best, was asleep. And the Clinton people, paid for a dossier, they stuffed it with innuendo from Clinton people, they sold it to the media and the FBI, and voila, the Trump presidency is destroyed. This is shameful. Again, I'm no friend of Donald Trump. I will never vote for Donald Trump. So maybe I'm the person to be saying this, because I have no dog in this fight. My only dog in this fight is the Republic of Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Hamilton, and Franklin. That's what I care about. Our system, which is the key secret sauce to our success. One republic where the French have had five. But this won't endure for long if the Clintons are allowed to yet again walk between the raindrops and get away with the worst dirty trick worthy of their um, initial foe, Richard Nixon. This is Nixonian in the extreme. And I doubt, though, I'll see the movie with Streep and Hanks calling the Clintons out for their absurd, immoral, reprehensible behavior. Confronted with Trump derangement syndrome, they sunk 
Their worst vices came out rather than the better angels of their nature. And this alone should disqualify anyone who had anything to do with this from ever holding office again. Thank you very much for letting me get that off my chest in the Patrick Henry podcast. The startling news that the Durham investigation has seen that Igor Davchenko, the primary source of the Steele dossier, the dirty tricks assessment that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians, has indeed lied to the FBI, that this was bogus from start to finish, and that the Democrats really do need to learn to look in the mirror. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this. For those of you who haven't subscribed yet, and again, so many of you have, thank you for that. Please hit the subscribe button and let's keep this train moving. For those of you who have subscribed again, I'm just about to have the coffee. I ask for a $7 a month fee or $70 a year fee for me and my staff. We're putting more and more of our time into uh, making this Substack system work. Uh, if you like the book sequels and prequels we have done uh, with To Dare More Boldly, we're almost through to the conclusion before we start on my next book. We have three parts of the conclusion, so stay tuned for that. Around the World in 20 Minutes, we hope you like that. And, of course, the Patrick Henry Podcast, where we look beneath the headlines at what's really going on. Thank you so much. And, again, please do give. Substack is based on an honor system. A lot of you are enjoying it. We're asking for the price of a Starbucks a month. $70 a month is all a year is all we're asking. Please do give so we can keep giving you this alternate but actually fair sense of what's going on. Thanks so much.